0: Hey, everybody, Christian Pedersen joined by Dan Dickow. As always, welcome back to another episode of Gonzaga Nation. Thank you for tuning in on a mailbag episode where Dan Dickow answers your fan viewer submitted questions. Dan, let's cut right to the chase. This one was kind of interesting because I think that somehow you're going to have to thread the needle of making this all a compliment, like some constructive criticism type. But I'll be interested (laughs) in what your answer is. Uh, One of the viewers wrote in and they want to know. How do you think Coach Few has improved over the last two decades as a coach?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a loaded question right there. I think, you know, I was at the the beginning of his head coaching career. I knew him as an assistant when he was recruiting some of my AAU and high school teammates. Then I knew him as an assistant when I decided to transfer because Coach Monson was in place. But all the current players at that time said Coach Few was instrumental in everything they did. And that if Coach Monson did leave, which ultimately he did, uh, that they were all excited to have Coach Few kind of take over. That happened. And then the kind of continual ascension of the Gonzaga program has occurred under Coach Few. So I've kind of seen a lot of these steps. I played under Coach Few uh, at a time where we were starting to transition out of flex offense and beginning to do some, uh, I don't want to call it blocker mover offense because that's not the right terminology with how Coach Few coaches it, but it's essentially a motion uh, offense um, with some pick and rolls it's gradually translated over the years into, you know, during Morrison's time, it was a lot of isolation sets, and rightfully so. Um, Then it has become a lot of uh, the kind of playing in space, uh, playing uh, with European continuity ball screen offense, which has been a lot of what they've done over the last, you know, maybe eight to 10 years, Um, and they've, they've tied that in, with keeping a lot of high-low emphasis, which they've always done, they've tied that in with a lot of ball screen. They've tied that in with uh, a lot of um, you know post-up opportunities because of a guy like Petrushev, and then uh, it's the bonus. Then Petrushev, and then Drew Chimney over the last couple of years. It's been really, really interesting to see the the uh, growth of his coaching acumen the feel of his coaching acumen he continues to improve as a coach and he will be a hall of famer when it's all said and done
0: love it next question we got this one's kind of interesting also i mean they're all great questions and remember you guys can submit them at fan nation zags on all the social media make sure you also hit that follow or subscribe button it's always appreciated What do you think is the most common misconception about Gonzaga from people outside of of the GU universe?
1: That's a difficult one. I think uh, all the time you, you hear, well, they don't play in a very good conference. So I I think I'm going to take this answer in a route that is WCC related as opposed to Gonzaga related. You're going to find your Gonzaga haters regardless, just because they're not, um, you know, part of the, Power Five conferences is who who do they play? What do they play? Well, there's nothing Gonzaga can do about that. They schedule their non-conference as best they can to alleviate any of those potential concerns through the selection committee um, with how they are seated in the NCAA tournament. But I'll take it in the route with you know in regards to the WCC is a much better league than it gets credit for. When you look at uh, two years ago, you had three teams in the NCAA tournament, San Francisco, St. Mary's, Gonzaga. This past season, you had St. Mary's uh, who won a game and Gonzaga. Uh, You know, when when people say, oh, they don't play in a very good league. Well, I I would say, okay, well, take your middle of the road uh, Big Ten team and let's see how they do if they play in – St. Mary's gym. Let's see how they do playing at Loyola Marymount this upcoming year. Let's see, you know, if an SEC team that's, you know, trending, you know, eight to twelve in that league, let's see what they do. They won't go play Gonzaga. Matter of fact, Gonzaga won't play them in a home and home because it doesn't do anything for their schedule. Same with St. Mary's. St. Mary's is not going to schedule a lower rung team from the Big Ten just because, oh, we want to play a Big Ten team. They're not going to do that. They'd rather go play a good team in the Mountain West, a good team in the Atlantic Ten, a good team in the WAC or the Pac-12. It's going to do better for them than playing one of your bottom rung teams. And most of the people that make this complaint are your fans that are not Duke are not North Carolina are not Baylor are not Kansas because so they realize they've played Gonzaga over the years they've lost Gonzaga um you know, most of the fans that are making this complaint are your fan base that is from a, School that is typically not in the upper tier in any of these Power Five conferences. So I, I know I kind of went in a, in a different circle and a different answer in a different way to answer that question. But I think it's more of a WCC-based uh, answer as opposed to just a Gonzaga answer but because the WCC is better in. than expected.
0: Yeah, and it's still very much tied in with Gonzaga's identity for sure. It is that so? It is. You are not meandering in the wrong direction. I thought the answer next one that we got is if you could take one past Gonzaga player out for a drink at Jack and Dan's, who would it be?
1: Interesting. Um, I mean, there's so many great characters from Gonzaga's, you know, far past. And then there's so many Gonzaga characters from their recent past. Uh, You know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, over the, the couple of years years when COVID kind of shut down practices and, and I would still be able to go, but I'd have to sit up higher and watch, you know, I, I didn't really get to know uh, Chet Holmgren or Jalen Suggs uh, in in the, or at least talk with them in the way that I've talked with, you know, guys like a Drew Timmy or, you know, uh, Rui Hachimura, you know, playing play pickup with these guys or Shema Karnowski. You know, I, that's kind of the era of Gonzaga basketball that's still kind of, you know, quietly unknown to a lot of guys and fans, you know, that there was access, but there was limited access, you know, guys like myself who would go to practice all the time, um, you know, didn't really even get down there and, and meet these guys the way that, that we have had in years past. Um, so, you know, I, the, I guess those would be the two quick and easy ones to say is Suggs. Um and, and Chet Holmgren, I would have liked to you know get to know them a little bit more in regards to truly why Gonzaga. Both of those guys had the pick at any schools in the country. They're both top five picks, you know. Um, you know, let's let's dive into to what it was about Gonzaga. Why? Uh, or sorry, were there any regrets? Are there any things that they wish? that's left on the table that they wish they could have accomplished individually or as a team.
0: Fair enough. I love it. Last question that we got. Remember you can submit all of these at fan nation zags where you can follow us on social media, wherever you get us. Also make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow Dan on social media at Dan Dick 21. Dan, last question that we got is I know that this is the realm of hypothetical and I'm not forcing you to say that you don't want that you want to <laughs> leave Spokane, but this is viewer submitted it. If you had to move somewhere out of Spokane, where would you go? If I
1: had to move. Wow. Um, you know, I'm, my, myself, and my family were happy in Spokane, um, but if uh, we've always said, if if there's an opportunity, uh, we will listen. We'll see what it what it might entail. Uh, to be honest with you, a few years back, uh, I I interviewed with the Houston Rockets for a player development position. I interviewed actually uh, with with Valparaiso years ago when Bryce Drew was the head coach. Oddly enough, had that. Come to fruition. I would have been as co-coaches with Roger Powell Jr. before he came to Gonzaga. Roger Powell Jr., as we know, is now the current head coach uh, at Valparaiso after spending four years at Gonzaga. So the basketball world is intertwined, interconnected in many different ways. Those are opportunities that came to me that I didn't seek. Um, but if people, you know, are, are interested in, in myself being a part of their organization or their program. I'm willing to listen, you know, this broadcasting gig that I do for a number of different networks. uh, If somebody wants to, to, you know, say, Hey, we, we want to expand our coverage or we're looking for a new analyst, whether it's at the NBA level or a network for the college level. And it's a different place in the country. I'd be curious. I would listen. I wouldn't say no until I heard all the details. Um, you know, that being said, um, If I were to pick and choose somewhere to go, not based on a job, just to go.
0: I think that's more what people want. Yes, for an answer. Yeah.
1: I really like the Montana, the big sky um, country. I do. Um, You know, I do like the South in regards to um, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia. You know, I I was with the Hawks for a year and a half. Um, You know, I was so young, I didn't get a chance to really – um you know branch out and and see a lot of that that area but I would love living down there. Um Texas is a place that as a player with the Mavericks I loved. So I, I would be interested and in, I, I would I would be open to moving to Dallas in particular. Um, I, I thought that was a tremendous area. Um, but you know, at this moment in time my family and I were happy in Spokane. We love it here. Uh, but uh, never say that. never never you say
0: never. Yeah, you sound like you could very easily pass for being the head of the Spokane Tourism Board. You That is a <laughs> resounding and solid endorsement of your city. And reminder, these are just hypotheticals. <laughs> you know, I hope the family doesn't hear you in the background talking about moving and is going, Dad, what's going on right now? Uh, but no, thank you so much, Dan, for answering these viewer-submitted questions. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Gonzaga Nation. Remember, follow us at Fan Nation Zags on all your social media and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you next time.